Episode 41 of What You Spin In, uh, one episode but a couple of weeks removed from the A Tribe Called Quest Special Edition. We had a lot of fun doing that. Had a good time off, but uh, it's time to get back into business. Uh, how are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Yeah. yeah. It was a good long break. Yeah. Jacob, you moved. I moved, mm-hmm. yeah. You want to address that? New space, new yeah. location. Yeah. Um, all settled in, thankfully. It was stressful, but we're here now, so... Yeah. How are you doing, Matt? Doing good. Yeah. Missed yeah. you guys. I'm Missed glad you. We're back. And you're about to you're about to come work with me all the time again. I am. Yeah, you and I are right reunited. next to you. We're reunited, and <laughs> we're it feels reunited. so good. Uh, the boys are back. And yeah, so we're all doing good. Uh, but enough of that BS. Let's go ahead and talk about some music. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and start with uh, Matt's pick uh, for this episode. Uh, if you remember from the end of episode forty, we kind of covered what that was gonna be. But what do you got for us? Uh, I went back to 1992 uh, for an album called Angel Dust by Faith No More, uh, their fourth album, and the last album to feature guitarist Jim Martin, mm-hmm. uh, one of the more uh, influential sounds for that band, as far as the guitar work goes. Um, more of a theatrical sound for this album compared to The Real Thing, which is more like that that rap rock a little bit, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. epic and stuff like that. And I think Jim Martin was more into that style, and when it got a more theatrical sound, he's like, eh. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Right. Um, lots of different vocal melodies on this album. Mike Patton has a crazy octave range. I think he has six octaves or something like that. Yeah. Um, and he sings. You know, he sings the soft side of it, and he sings the hard side, and he sings the screamo side too. Um, yeah. A very unique band. Uh, very underrated in my opinion, especially mm-hmm. the keyboard player. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's really. some yeah. good piano in, in all these songs. Uh, it's very eclectic. Not a lot of people like Faith No More because of maybe the screamo type, but this album is probably their best selling and most mm-hmm. accessible out of all of them. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I think I hadn't heard, I don't think I'd ever heard like a full Faith No More album. Like I had heard Epic, obviously, like most people have. And then I heard, you know, maybe some other things. I think I heard their cover of Easy. Mm-hmm. You know, that was probably the only thing I heard off of this album. And then, oh, Midlife Crisis. My dad loves that fucking song. Mm-hmm. My dad played that, like, would play that song. And uh, so when you brought this up and I listened to that, I was like, damn. I was like, my dad used to play this shit all the time. Hell so yeah. mm-hmm. outside of, like, those three tracks, I don't have a lot of familiarity with Faith No More other than knowing that Mike Patton, one, has a really good voice, and two, it has multiple projects. You know, mm-hmm. he's kind of like a Maynard type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but this album, man is there's some parts that make you laugh but also from a musical standpoint they're really fucking solid and they're really good uh so i was impressed i really i really liked this Mm -hmm. that's why i asked you i was like yeah you said this was like impossible money wise on vinyl you're like yeah it's like 140 i was like yeah okay i'll go (laughs) but no i like i I really did dig this nice yeah no it was good i hadn't heard of faith no more really Uh, okay i had not heard of okay I probably had heard Epic because yeah, it's like a big song of theirs. Right. It was on like MTV. I'm pretty sure at yeah. that point. A long time. It's on Rock Band too. Oh, that's oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it, it had like a lot of Mike Patton writing on it. Like he wrote. He was a lot the majority of the, of the songwriter on this one. Yeah. Yeah, he wrote a lot of the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, his vocals on it too. Yeah, he. At some parts, he does have that like screamo uh, feel, but it's not like overpowering. 
it's not like a screamo album, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the songs on them, great writing. Um, they all kind of have like a theme to them, uh, mm-hmm. like RV. Oh yeah. We were quoting that not too long ago. <laughs> like it's kind of like just like. Uh, what's the word like? Like just a typical American, like like talking shit about yeah. just society evolving, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like other songs with um, what was that other song that I really liked? Uh, Everything's ruined. Uh, great track. Also, really yep. like that song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, great writing. Uh, great band too. Um, this was you said the last one with their guitar. Jim Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good too. That's I didn't know that. Um, I haven't heard any other stuff besides this album from, but I know they've been doing it for a while too. They have. They've been yeah. around since. They also had like a a tool amount of time between their last two albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I don't know the names of them, but their last album came out in twenty fifteen, and the one prior to that was like ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it was album of the year, and then Soul Viticus <coughs> was the next one. Yeah, that. and it was like another twenty year or like almost 30 at that point it's just mm-hmm. funny i was looking i did a little deep dive today and i was like oh my god I was like, right <laughs> yeah. um but you know i think every musician in that band has their own little unique part uh, yeah. roddy bottom i think is the name of the keyboard player and that piano you hear throughout the whole oh, album yeah. you know whether it's soft or hard like on uh is it jizz lobber or you know yeah. like, dun, yes. dun, 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 like <laughs> the organ on that is like yeah. spooky it's it like spooky. scary yeah. Right? Yeah. it's almost like Marilyn Manson kind of feel even before Manson but um and be aggressive too yeah. that one's like super spooky like mm-hmm. Frankenstein-esque that mm-hmm. organ part like fucking and the meaning behind that song is kind of weird but I think a lot of these songs have hidden meanings as well right you know? yeah uh, and that's the thing is you know it's all so well made and like his voice is so good mm-hmm. that at you know it's one of those albums that kind of suffers from the at first listen you're just like man this is really good and then mm-hmm. it takes you a little bit to kind of mm-hmm. figure out what the true hidden meaning behind these songs are you sure. know like rv mm-hmm. like i didn't catch like some of the acute racism in that song mm-hmm. <laughs> like when he's like nobody speaks english anymore yeah, yeah. like i didn't hear that until <laughs> like the third time I heard, yeah <laughs> i didn't hear that until like the third time i heard it and yeah. i was like okay but that's like that's kind of something that you can appreciate about mm-hmm. you know it's like at face value it's easily accessible and people like it but when you sit there and listen to what he's actually saying and then on top of that what the what the instruments are doing because Robbie Gould is a hell of a fucking bass player mm-hmm. throughout this album mm-hmm. uh, you know starts it off and it's just that slapping bass line to mm-hmm. start the album oh my god but it is something that can be appreciated, you know, the hidden meaning and having it be kind of, you have to really kind of listen to a song multiple times. Or even times. listen to the, li- or, you know, read the lyrics. Read which them, I did yeah. more of re-listening this album on Spotify where you can bring up the lyrics. Um, yeah. And just yeah. like, a lot of the things that he picked up, he picked up from Fortune Cookies and textbooks <laughs> for the uh-huh. songwriting side. So when you're lo- reading the lyrics, you're like, oh, that kind of makes sense because this doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, <laughs> none of it. It's just random. It's like... It's like writing one-liners, you know, like or mm-hmm. making a grocery list as you go about your day. He's just like, oh, that's a funny thought. And then none of it kind of strings together, mm-hmm. especially on like RV. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay, but it it lands. <laughs> it does. It does land. It's all kind of like, it's rock, but it's all kind of different variations of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Malpractice, that kind of like death metal, I feel like. Like it's mm-hmm. like a lot oh, that's more one heavier. Of the more intense songs on that album yeah, for sure and absolutely then, yeah. like smaller and smaller that one just feels like kind of like 
you know, like a basic, like classic, like rock song. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, it's all the same thing, but it's like kind of its own like lane too. Mm-hmm. the songs, mm-hmm. which and is the, interesting. And then Land of Sunshine is like very, it, when I hear Land of Sunshine, it's like, oh yeah, this definitely came out in 1992. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it is so 90s feeling like, yes, it's true. <laughs> and like, <laughs> Sing and rejoice. <laughs> Just everything about, you know, and it is, you know, this album came out in 1992, like I just said, and mm-hmm. we talked about how there's a lot going on, you know, kind of, and it's, again, one of those perfect examples that we've talked about time and time again. It's like the 90s was super experimental because mm-hmm. people were tired of hair metal and everyone's like, eh, well, smoking weed's kind of cool. You know, it's pretty cool when you smoke weed, making music. <laughs> you know what else is kind of cool? Heroin. Yeah, right. <laughs> Heroin's not cool. No. People in the 90s thought it was. It's, yeah, not. it's not. Come to find out. It kind of sucks. <laughs> it kind of kills you. Kind of. Uh, yeah. Uh, kind of fucking sucks. No. That's what they thought. We don't think that. Uh, but so every it was just all over the place. And Faith No yeah. More in this album in particular is a pretty good example of that. Mm-hmm. While it is, you know, it's a Faith No More album for sure. But there is, you know, kind of some circusy vibes, some like funky mm-hmm. kind of ness. It's a hodgepodge of what their sound was too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the album title's kind of thrown off a little bit, you know calling it angel dust not yeah. referring to the drug but like mm-hmm. you know they're trying to say that you know this album has so many good parts to it you know accept it for what it is no matter what it's called okay you know really we could call it dickhead and it'd still be a good album <laughs> you know? yeah. i think they were just trying to throw that shock factor and i think for that era of music you know, early 90s you could just yeah. do whatever you want you know in that album title fits the the time frame too mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. of like drugs and stuff and mm-hmm. angel dust being one of them i was reading something that like the front cover of like the swan or whatever mm-hmm. it is it's like completely different to the back cover mm-hmm. like what's on the back cover it's like a it's like a meat hook like yeah like, like a cow or something yeah like in a, like a factory or like a slaughterhouse kind of yeah yeah it's like two like completely different. <laughs> yeah because i was trying to look, look up photos of it because uh. i read that i was like what that's weird mm-hmm. like but yeah it's kind of that same thing that you were saying it's like one thing shows one side of it, and then the other side, it's like, you know, you kind of have to look into a little bit more, mm-hmm, or it's right. a little bit more different yep. that people don't catch. Like, mm-hmm. cause if you see the front cover, it's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the back, it's like, oh, you know. So. The front, the, I want, I'm glad that you guys brought that up, because the album cover doesn't, it's one of those weird, you know, it's not exactly a judge a book by its cover kind of scenario, sure. but the content doesn't match, you know, mm-hmm. to a certain degree. I'm like, I'm sitting there listening to this this week and looking at the album cover and I'm like why like mm-hmm. it was just weird you know it, it was just kind of a weird match but it made me like it that much more I was like they just have a random huh. blue background with this fucking pelican swan looking right. bird I was like that's actually <laughs> yeah. and, the, and it's called Angel Dust and none of this matches but I fucking like it it's like controlled chaos yeah you know? it's Pelipper from Pokemon yeah <laughs> There. Stop! It. You know I've you know I've been in the I've been in the lands lately, dude. Yes. I've been hunting them Pokemon's, dude. <laughs> but Get yeah, that's, I like that they kind of did that. They made the they made like the main front cover like the attention grabbing, and then the mm-hmm. backside yeah. for like people that look into it. You know, mm-hmm. people that read between the lines and stuff. True. Shortly after the album cool. came out, uh, Roddy Bottom, the keyboard player, came out as gay and was like very you know that's okay. who I am. And like for that mm-hmm. time of 
in music for people to just be open about that that says a lot you know? yeah just like i don't give a fuck yeah. you know yeah i'm in a metal band and i'm gay like you yeah know? that wasn't it. the thing back then like it was a yeah. macho vibe for the most yeah, part it so was, for him yeah. to do that and not have any regrets and for faith no more to continue to progress you know right. it's pretty cool it is that is in that it you're you're right on the nose. The 90s was, like, not the best kind of time, mm-hmm. you know. It was kind of yeah. progressing toward being more accepting of that. Mm-hmm. And then especially a scene like Faith No More was kind of lumped into, you know, mm-hmm. uh, touring with big metal acts at the time mm-hmm. that this album came out. It's that's pretty fucking cool. I mean, cool. they're touring with Guns N' Roses and Metallica yeah. when this album comes out. So <laughs> exactly. very macho, you know, it's very like, guy vibe. So that, you know? I, I dig the hell out of that. I yeah. didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It is. Yeah. How many have you seen? I've seen Faith No More once up in Seattle. Yeah, but you've did seen. But didn't you see Phantomos too? Or have you seen? I, I thought, have not. I've not seen Tomahawk or Phantomos or okay. Mr. Bungle or any of those. Oh, okay. Side I thought projects, for some reason yeah. you said that you had seen Faith and one no, of his side projects. But how was cool. how was it live? It was Phantom great. Or? You know, like I said earlier when I was talking to you, he did a Burt Bacharach like loungy, you know, soul vibe song. Ooh. It just killed mm-hmm. it. Like you're yeah. just like you know his range is so good when he can do a song like that and just nail it. Yeah, so. and and he kind of and he kind of shows that not just his vocal like range, like you know, not mm-hmm. that kind of shit, but his kind of Swiss Army knife ness that he's got to mm-hmm. him with his voice, because a lot of this sounds, uh, you know, off Angel Dust sounds kind of croony, you know, mm-hmm. it's almost like old Elvis kind of talking to myself, mm-hmm. and then going into you know, uh, what was the fucking song we just talked about? Uh, malpractice, mm-hmm. you know, songs yeah. like Malpractice, complete opposite, complete like, opposites, yeah, and like so yeah. that, yeah, I can assume that him doing a loungy kind of song like that, he fucking killed. I mm-hmm. haven't listened to the link you sent me. You yet, have to listen to it, but like, I, I definitely will because that sounds like something he would just knock out of the park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his yeah. range is so crazy. He's done soundtracks for you know different Netflix things, and he's yeah. actually done like the sound effect. Vocal. Really? Like whether it's a high pitched scream from 1922 that's on Netflix or different things like that. What? Yeah. Damn. Those are all him doing those things. Yeah, no, Mike Mike Patton, he's like really talented. Like, and all of his yeah. side projects too that he's done. Mm-hmm. I was I was listening to, what is it, Mr. Bongo? Mm-hmm. I was listening to that and that was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a it's like new, like older stuff too. Older, yeah. Like it was like one of his first things that he was mm-hmm. doing. Yep. So you can kind of tell he had that in him that he was like, you know, kind of out there experimenting with new things and made them work mm-hmm. most of the time. And a lot of that kind of earlier stuff that he was doing, at least from what I've heard, it's been a while since I went back, but it was kind of, it was a little bit more funk-esque. I like, think Mr. Bungle was like a little bit more Mr. Like Bungle that. was like, it was watered down. It wasn't like funk, like Parliament, you know, mm-hmm. but it was kind of like grungy funk music, mm-hmm. like, Anti Chili Peppers. It was like the Waluigi to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, almost. Right. Like, mm-hmm. a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so, so to go yeah. from that to being in Faith No More, which is one of these highly underrated, uh, great yeah. '90s like alternative bands, is pretty fucking impressive. And then to go on and do literal just, I'm just gonna do sound effects. I'm not gonna right. voice act. I'm gonna do high pitched screams on a <laughs> on yeah. Netflix shows. Right. That's tight. <laughs> And he kind of came into his own, like I said earlier, he did all the songwriting, but the album before this, the real thing, he was just there to kind of do the vocals. They had already written the album, he yeah. did a new lead singer, and he just happened to step in and do it. And so to get the chance to do the second album and do your own thing, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty cool that they give him that com- kind of uh, that free range to do it. Yeah, that's know? pretty fucking rad. Yeah. I do like that. 
Shout out Faith No More, man. Underrated. Very yeah. underrated. I was a. I almost went back and or I added like a couple of songs off the real thing to like a playlist mm-hmm. that I make, or I made a playlist based off of artists that we've all talked about. Mm-hmm. But I go whenever you guys reference another album, I'll go and try to listen to some of it, and I mm-hmm. chucked a couple real thing songs other than Epic on this playlist. So I'm gonna nice. dive into a little bit more. And their other faith albums no are more. great, but I just feel like this one having Jim Martin on it, he's very yeah. Faith No More. I don't know if you've seen Bill and yeah. Ted's Bogus Journey, but he's in the movie. Yeah. He plays a part. He's got the you know the long hair, the red glasses. Yeah, uh, okay. That's Jim Martin. Hell yeah. But Shall yeah, we? We'll dive in the top three. I'll start it off. Go ahead. Uh, start with honorable mention, Jizzlobber, based on the title and just the overall chaos in that song. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. Uh, number three would be A Small Victory. Number two, everything's ruined, and then my favorite song is the second track, "Caffeine." I did nice. like "Caffeine." Yeah, I like the breakdown, it, how it slows down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it is. That is a good yeah, and a good second song for the album too. Mm-hmm. It is a strong start to mm-hmm. it. Do you want to go next? Yeah, I'll go. Uh, my honorable mention. I'm gonna go same thing. I'm gonna go uh, Lobber. That, that screaming and then that organ is just so haunting. Mm-hmm. It's just so spooky. Um, top three, I'm going to go Kindergarten. Nice. That's a good track. Um, I like that song. Smaller and Smaller. And then my favorite track, for sure, uh, Everything's Ruined. Nice. Hell yeah. Great song. Nice. Uh, honorable mention for me was Be Aggressive. Um, I don't know. I liked that spooky-ass organ. And then I'm also a big Marilyn Manson fan, so it reminded, it reminded me of Mob Scene. Where, oh yeah yeah uh-huh. be obscene uh-huh. and so just that's the same kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah and be aggressive is the original mm-hmm. cheerleader chant so i thought that mm-hmm. was pretty cool so honorable mention that uh number three land of sunshine that funky ass bass line in that song is just top notch number two midlife crisis uh shout out my dad for playing that growing up <laughs> i even asked him today i was like didn't you listen to midlife crisis all the time or am i insane he's like oh yeah no that song fucking bangs so I, like, yeah, <laughs> I, know. I know and then number one rv uh, nice. nice. <laughs> I, I've been walking around my house the past two nights just being like, talking to myself. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Dude. Great song. The lyrics to that are so good. Dude, yeah. yeah so good. And it, that's the thing is he's like grumbling them half the time, so you really do have to pull them up and yeah. read them to understand what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, I never thought you guys would like that song. So I'm no. Kidding. I was like, that's the song they're going to skip. They're going to skip that one if they skip any. But no, you guys like it. Yeah. <laughs> it dude, it's so funny. And that's like, cool. And it's one, that's the one I was mentioning. I was like, yeah, it's a funny song. But also, all together, like the piano and like the circusy kind of swing feel mm-hmm. was just top notch. Nice. Uh, but that was Angel Dust by Faith No More, released in 1992, correct? Correct. Uh, which was Matt's pick for this week. Uh, we'll be right back to talk about Jake's. that I almost brought for next week's pick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's time to... What jazz? Why jazz? Why jazz? It's time to <laughs> shift gears a little bit and uh, go into a completely different realm uh, with Jacob's yes. pick. So what do you got for us? Yeah, so I got some jazz, um, particular wah jazz, which is just 
fancy way to say Japanese jazz. Um, it's like a jazz compilation of jazz music from 1968 through 84, but it's really mainly like late 60s, early 70s stuff. Um, a bunch of different artists, a bunch of different you know musicians in that time. Like one of their, it has like a staple from like their album, you know, for different artists. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's a great selection. Um, two weeks kind of felt like too much time to be listening to jazz, <laughs> but it was enough. I feel like to appreciate it. It um, was, yeah. Because jazz, like, there's so much that goes into it. Um, but yeah, I, I like this album a lot. Uh, what did you guys think about it? I'll. I'll start off my spiel, uh, just piggybacking off what you said about two weeks being too long to listen to jazz music. And I agree to a certain extent. Yeah. But to me, jazz music and like almost all genres of music, you can almost find uh, a certain part in your day to where it would fit. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm like making a meal, you know, chopping the veg, you know, uh, marinating the meat, whatever the fuck. Put on, put on some jazz. Like, I put this on and made a beer cheese soup. Like, I was telling you, the other, I made a beer cheese soup. Had mm-hmm. this playing. You know, I did that when we uh, brought up Jazz Abroad and uh, nice. some of those other artists. Uh, so, but, it, it has its place, but I can't... I yeah. do agree. You know, the homework for the two weeks is short albums across the board, by mm-hmm. the way. Like, mm-hmm. oh, just an hour or even yeah. less with mm-hmm. mine. So, I can see where you're coming from. But, also... I was like, I managed. I was like, let me do stuff to where that makes sense to you listen. You put it to in, this. yeah, yeah. You put a you put a lot of love in that beer chase dude listening to jazz. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was literally. I did all three of our albums. That was when I mm. messaged you and I was like, yeah, I listened. Oh, yeah, to, you were making food. Yeah, I was like, I made soup listening to Under Oath, and you're like, that soup was either hella seasoned <laughs> or really. Or I can't remember yeah. what you said. <laughs> Just but it aggressive. Was, <laughs> it was an aggressive soup. Yeah, but I balanced it out with the jazz at the end. Nice. Um, but no, I really liked this. Um, there's some other stuff I'll dive into later, some weird crackheaded thoughts that I had listening to this this morning. But, uh, man, they just know how to play the fuck out of those horns and the like. The horns and the piano throughout this were like two main yeah. things that I kind of gathered from it. Mm-hmm. I really did enjoy this, hence why I was in the process of about to order it before I came here. And then I was like, let me ask Jacob if he got it at Moonrock so I don't have to wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm still getting into jazz and, you know, listening to more artists from that genre. So for this, I just was like captivated right away. I was mm-hmm. like, holy cow, this sounds cleaner than a lot of jazz that I've heard yeah. from the States. And either what, 1960 to 1984 mm-hmm. day range. Man, I was just blown away. Like, the instrumentation and just the changes and you know I'm, like I said I'm still new to jazz but I kept playing it over and over again Adult Soul Me was one of my favorite tracks on that yes. I started mm-hmm. t- trying to dive into more uh, stuff but Tadaki Mitsuko I believe yes. is his name yeah um, I think he died in 1990 so finding a lot of stuff about him was a little difficult but right all the people on this you know compilation album just set the tone for the unique style that they have for wah jazz you know and it yeah. It blew my mind, you know. Can't wait to find this. Hopefully I'll find it as well. Yeah. It's just yeah. so much fun. Yeah, no, it, it's real. Jazz is one of those genres, I feel like, that it's so dense because mm-hmm. it was all over the world. I mm-hmm. mean, this is stuff from Japanese, like in Japan. Yeah. Like, 
who would have known that they'd have their own, you know, like minefield of just people glowing at it, making music. Yeah. And, and even, and it might not even be like a cultural or regional thing that they managed to implement into it, but it is different that Mm -hmm. there was a lot of like muted snare drum work done on this. A lot of, a lot of different percussion from various parts of the world like they use the wiro which is that thing that looks like a fish mm-hmm. that just goes yeah they use that thing the there was a lot of no snares on so it didn't make that it was just a hollow sound uh you know timbale used uh the percussion throughout this was what really interested me throughout all of the different artists on it you can kind of see various percussion instruments being used whether it was from something from japan you know with like the hollow drum sound or mm-hmm. something from even south america africa with with the wiro so mm-hmm. yeah that was intriguing as hell to me because i was like damn this is a compilation of multiple people and it's all wild yeah <laughs> it's all like very intricate they all have right. also different types of jazz like some of it is like funky jazz some of it's rock jazz mm-hmm. oh yeah um some of it there's a, like a really good bass like on uh breeze i think it is yeah i think the it bass is. on breeze it i don't know it sounds like some like daft punk stuff like something daft punk it is like kind cable. of that rolling kind of yeah yeah it's super good um all of the like artists too on it are like super iconic i guess in japan um like the first song that it kicks off it sounds like some cowboy bebop stuff Mm-hmm. And I've heard that melody, uh, the like da na na na. Yeah, it's like yeah, a Japanese it, nursery rhyme or something. I've heard either from like a Bon Jovi song or like some random. <laughs> shit. I'm serious, yeah, yeah, some random shit. That's why I remember. I'm like, I heard that before. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Tokyo Cuban Boys. It, it yeah. just sounds like mm-hmm. that song. Just sounds like something off Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, I used to have that vinyl too until I got rid of it. But it sounds just like that. Like it's hell yeah, fucking nuts. It d- it did kind of. There was, yeah, man, it's. God damn. They're the muted I liked the muted horns mm-hmm. on a couple of the tracks on uh Adult's Day. Yeah, the one that we keep bringing up. The oh, Adult's Day so good. Yeah, halfway through that song the horns are just going fucking bananas, which yeah. is awesome. That song like every time I heard it it kind of reminds me of like old school movies. Like yeah. old school good guy bad guy movies like Clint Eastwood type flicks. Yeah, like yeah. the bad guy is like trying to run away from the good guy and he's just like, you know, shooting all these bad guys. It was just like a compilation <laughs> yeah. of like a, yeah. like a cop race or whatever like oh, Yeah, man. man. So was this just something that caught your eye? Yeah, how did, in you, how did you stumble across that? Yeah, I heard Romance off of this album. Um super good jazz. Like I feel oh, like yeah. a really like mellow jazz song that's um, like that's typical that's like the most american jazz song on this album yeah it's like very easy listening um you could get into it real easily and then from there i heard like uh breeze off of this and then i started diving more into it and i was like oh there's like uh volume one and volume two of this um so then i saw this in person and i was like oh i gotta get yeah, this now i mean no so, shit <laughs> yeah and yeah, it's great stuff. Um, on the album, on the vinyl, actually, rather, there's 14 songs. Yeah. Or on Spotify, there's only eight. Which is um, okay. which so, is pretty cool. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I'm bummed that I didn't that that wasn't part of my listening excursion. But <laughs> yeah, the mustache, the last song on this, it sounds it's so funky. Mm-hmm. It sounds like I wrote this down. It sounds like some like Jimi Hendrix stuff. 
Yeah. Like, it's crazy, man. And there's a crazy drum solo also. Okay. Because jazz drummers, they're notoriously they're nuts. Yeah, nuts. Yeah. Super crazy guitar and drum on the on mustache on this. Hell yeah. It's it's on YouTube. Yeah, I'm going to find that other version because yeah. I hear that now. It's super good. It's super cool. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Jazz drummers' brains are put on upside down, so they just do all sorts of shit. They don't even hold the stick right. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Does the album have some like in, inner album notes about that, that time or that too? Yeah, it has okay. kind of like. Um, oh, you can't read. Okay. Yeah, it's, there's it's like an English. English and Japanese, oh, okay. but it's like two different versions. Like it kind of. That's pretty goes sick. Through like just a brief like introduction of the band and like how they made it and stuff like that. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, and yeah, it has the picture of the albums that they came off of, like the songs. Oh, oh that's yo. cool. Some of those it. album yeah, arts are that sick. One. Yeah, that this one's sick. Breeze. Um, I think this, no, this one's Breeze. This one's uh, Romance. Nice. Soup. Yeah, I was like looking into this. I was like, oh, I was like, let me see how these are. And they're super fucking expensive. Oh, I bet, man. Jacob is deep diving into Japanese Yeah, I was going into it, man. I was like, yeah, I'll stick with just this. I'm not trying to blow. You got all of them in one there. Yeah, Oh, my God. Exactly. But those album covers are legit. That is, and that's cool that they highlight that, you know, because it is a compilation. I'm glad that they kind of. Rather than being like, no, this is our thing, they kind of pay mm-hmm. their res- their respects to the OGs. Yeah, and it's I feel like it's something that can be lost if it's not, you know, like brought up and mm-hmm. you know reimagined. Because a lot of the stuff I was looking at too, specifically, uh, funny enough, because all this guy's album covers are like of naked women. <laughs> um, uh, Jito Inagaki mm-hmm. in Soul Media. Mm-hmm. Um, all of his albums, like, like no one's selling them. Like, they were pressed, but, like, no one's selling them. Oh, yeah. It's okay. kind of nuts. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, it's cool that they made just a compilation so you get experience to, like, everything. Right. You can learn everything from just one album of, like, all these other artists and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, that was cool. Yeah. Hell, yeah. That's... I wonder what makes... I'm going to have to listen... I'm almost interested to listen to that guy's work and see why people aren't selling it. Is it... I don't know. It's weird. It's... Huh. He's like... He he has, like, song credits on a lot of the songs. Yeah. That's wild. That's weird. Well, just yeah. like for you, like, you wouldn't have found this unless you saw it. And yeah. Like, no so idea. now you know about it. You know about these other artists and songs. Yeah. And I, yeah. You know, dive into that more, but... I'm so glad you brought it up. Cause Me now too. I'm like, oh man, this opens a whole new genre of possibilities that are not from the states. It's Japanese jazz, you know. It's yeah. Not just, you yeah. Know. Jazz, I like that. Jazz music is kind of hard to get to. I feel like and hard to get into. It is. Mm-hmm. I would agree. That's probably why uh, I waited so long to even try. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And for it just to see like it's just so culturally accepted like mm-hmm. everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that they were trying to influence you know like spanish jazz and american jazz and all these other you know types so mm-hmm. it's cool that they did it and they brought it all together in a compilation a two series um so yeah i was glad to bring it up i feel like i had to oh yeah Definitely. so and it, having two weeks that's why i feel like it felt long mm-hmm. but at the same time it let me soak it in more personally yeah. mm-hmm. so i liked it more yeah kind of like i said last episode i bring after i brought up under oath i was like fuck should have brought up 
a more like big like a bigger album mm-hmm. like i was i was torn between bringing up under oath or the wall by pink floyd and mm-hmm. i still wish i would have brought up the wall but here we are it is what it is <laughs> it is what it is i might break my ankle so that way you guys get an extra week to listen to the wall <laughs> whenever that happens but uh no i i enjoyed you know all of all of these albums over the extended break um, like yeah. I said, you just gotta find you gotta find ways to slide them in. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. whether you're driving yourself to work or sitting in the parking lot because you got there a couple minutes early, or you're making some soup, or you know, got a nice woman over. There's something. For everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. the jazz. You gotta you gotta put the jazz on when you got a nice lady of the night over. It's a jazz. Top threes. Yeah, yeah. What are you guys' top threes? I'll start it off. Honorable, honorable mention for me would be Fourth Expression. Third nice. place, we got Breeze. Second, uh, Wadarasi. Wadarase. Yeah. And then, of course, Adults Only is my top. Hell yeah. It's such a fun track. Uh, for me, honorable mention was Do It. Uh, nice. I also liked that it had an exclamation point. Reminded me of Doing It. Doing Shout It. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Number three was Mago Uta. Ah, yes. That was, nice. like, Sakura Sakura was a really good way to start off the album, but Mago Uta was really when I got into when it. When it picked I, up. Yeah, yeah, when it picked up. I was like, that funky guitar riff, just that... It doesn't change mm-hmm. much. That piano run at the beginning is just... Fuck, it's gross. Uh, <laughs> number two, Adult's Day... Or adults only? Is it adults day or adults? Adults only? day. Adults day. day. No, it's all adults day. And then number one for me was romance. Like I just like that really soft kind of. Because it was after a couple of more quote unquote as aggressive as jazz can get tracks, mm-hmm. and then romance comes in and it's just very soft and mellow, like a rainy day kind of vibe. Yeah. Uh, so those are my top three. Nice. I like you guys' picks. Mm-hmm. Um, mine top three honorable mention. I'm gonna go uh, mustache. Um, just because it's, yeah, it's, it's not on Spotify. <laughs> if you guys heard it, it would it would be in you guys' top three. Oh, I'm sure okay. it would be. I'm sure it would be. It's so good. <laughs> Matt had the decency to tell us not to listen to the duck the little yeah. Yeah. And you're over here. And you're over here. Don't, you're don't over listen here, to easy. You're over <laughs> here being a a pay to play player. You got yeah. DLC characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Bastard>. Uh, <laughs> top three. I'm gonna go. Uh, Breeze. Yep. I love that bass on there. Oh, yeah. Um, Romance. And then my favorite track that I really got into, same one, uh, Mago Uta. Yeah. I love that song. Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely if you guys get the chance to listen to the rest of the like seven tracks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm on the hunt. I'm on the hunt for this now. Yeah. yeah. I need, I don't have like a, I don't have like a solid jazz vinyl in my collection. Like, mm. I have some stuff that kind of flirts with that genre, but I heard this and I was like, gotta get it. Mm-hmm. So I'll definitely, I will give you a full report on the extra tracks. I'll be like, hey, oh yeah, listen up. I like that. I <laughs> mustache, yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> definitely would have been top three. You know? yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was Wa Jazz, Japanese Jazz Spectacle Volume 1. Uh, whatever the fuck it says tasty delicious swanky jazz from 1968 <laughs> to 1984 uh which was jake's pick for this week really good jazz uh go find it on spotify uh 
and we'll be right back to wrap this bitch up and talk about my pick for this week. All right. What do you say? Dun, dun, dun. We move on. Yes. <clears throat> It's time to take this baby on home and uh, transition hard again away from jazz and go to some under oath. Uh, yes. They're only chasing safety. Their fourth album mm-hmm. released in 2003 or four. Four. I was reading. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My bad. 2004. Uh, some good post-hardcore uh, former Christian band uh, really damn good music we'll get into I will yeah. get into some other stuff Jacob apparently has some stuff he would like to say Matt I'm sure you've got some stuff so what do you guys what do you guys think yeah the, I mean I was first introduced to Under Oath years ago I think on Pandora like I was just listening to music in Pandora I didn't pay for it I was broke so yeah. I was also like 13. Right. <laughs> so, so, broken 13. That's yeah, kind of synonymous with mix, each other. It doesn't mix well. But, like, yeah, like, it got brought up, I think, as, like, you know, recommended or whatever. Okay. And I was like, oh, this is good. Um, and then I got into this album, um, the Define the Great Line, their first album. Uh, what's it called? I wrote it down. Those are the wrong notes. Um, the changing of time yeah and this i was when you brought this up i was going back into their catalog because we had some time um the change the changing of times it was like a lot more screamo heavy yeah um a lot more like you know like out of the chest like screaming and then with this it's like a lot more of mix yeah it's like a lot cleaner i went back to listen to the changing of the times Mm -hmm. uh this past couple of days because it like auto played after the end of chasing safety and i was like oh fuck i haven't heard this and and it is very much like and it has such a much more it has a much more raw sound than this or define the great line because i mean that came out after but yeah this one sounds a lot more polished a lot cleaner they produced it a lot better um but yeah under oath it's something that i've really been into um, for the longest time funny yeah. enough I think this was like probably one of our first times that we connected yeah it was I think this might have even been I think this was after we talked to MF Doom and uh, dark stand up comedy and then I said something, I was like you ever listen to like post hardcore and you're like oh like under oath and I was like shut the fuck up you know I was like what the fuck you know about under mm-hmm. oath dude and you're like 12th or not I was like yeah <laughs> that's really cool actually I was like oh, get yeah. the fuck out yeah, of here I was like <laughs> I was like uh oh, this yeah. door guy is kind of kind of shady and I was like oh he's kind of cool okay he was yeah. under oath he's yeah cool. <laughs> no that was exactly it because it was because he said something yeah. about like collecting vinyl or was playing like something I was like oh you listen to doom because that was our first that was the first thing and then mm-hmm. Or even before that, you asked me if I listened to Joey Diaz, and I was like, yes, I love, I love inappropriate stand-up. Yes. And then uh, you fucking tricked me in being like, oh, I listened on, I definitely listened to Other Oath, and I was like, no, the fuck you don't. And turns out, so that being said, 
Jacob and I will probably nerd out about Under Oath some more. <laughs> Matt, this was your first introduction. It was my to first him. introduction. So, um, what I think did you the, think? The album cover it drew me in right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as you showed that to us a few weeks ago, I was like, "Oh, this is really, you know, for this time of music, it's kind of not dark, but it's very, it's very out there." You're like, "What are we doing? What are we listening to?" Yeah. Um, and once you play that first track, um, you definitely feel that vibe. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a consistent vibe throughout the whole album. Like, it doesn't stray away from that. It doesn't try to really slow it down. If it does, it also incorporates that, that screamo aspect into the song as well. Mm-hmm. Right. I like the fast percussion. Like, the drumming on this whole album mm-hmm. is just like, it drew me in. Every song, the drummer's on point. You know, oh, yeah. Whether it's quick or slowing it down a little bit. And he, the their drummer is also their clean vocalist. That's what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron Gillespie. He mm-hmm. does their clean vocals, and then they have right. another guy just for screaming. Mm-hmm. And I like both. I like the variety of both. You mm-hmm. know, I probably preferred the clean vocals more because it was a more of a melody. But right. The screamo worked too, and it was like I said earlier, it's just consistent. It doesn't stray away from that at all. You, no. it is what it is. And and the thing that kind of, you know, I <laughs> bless you. Thanks. As I've kind of shown, I'm I'm into the screamo kind mm-hmm. of shit. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know that that aggressive vocal does something for me and so i like both but uh what draws me to under oaths kind of scream vocals is the same thing that draws me to inflames like andre uh anders frieden's uh scream vocal is that you can actually understand the words for the most part mm-hmm. you can kind of get the gist of what he's saying which is kind of lost once you graduate into stuff like uh die hard is murder mm-hmm. lorna shore uh job for a cowboy you know those other like heavy deathcore bands Mm -hmm. uh so i like and also the clean vocal aaron gillespie's got a hell of a fucking voice and then paired that with a guy who can scream his dick off Mm -hmm. yeah that's good shit yeah no it it was really good coming back to it it felt a lot of uh what's the word nostalgia nostalgia yeah Yeah, same here brought me back to it like listening to this um I've always been a fan of this album. Yeah, like you said, that's the first thing that catches your eye, the album cover. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just this woman's face just with the oxygen mask Mm -hmm. on. Um, I guess apparently I was looking into it. It was, like, a different band member's wife. Okay. Okay. Um, Because they were thinking about hiring, like, an actual model, but they just picked out someone's wife, um, and she wore it, and that was the album cover. Uh, Pretty cool album cover. I don't don't think I've seen any other album cover like that. No. Like, just with, like, an oxygen mask, just, like, zoomed in, just nothing but the face. Yeah, uh, really neat. Um, yeah, the screamo side of it, it's there, but the clean vocals just levels it out so well. It does. And I right. think like the third track in was it reinventing your exit. Yeah. Like, when the, after exit. I started hearing, I'm like, oh, here it is. There's yeah. the melody I'm waiting for. And after yeah. that, I was just hooked for the rest of the album. Right. Yeah. 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 And then uh, I don't feel very receptive today, like that yeah. that song. And then kind of what you were talking about, Matt. Uh, the final track on the album uh some, some will seek, seek forgiveness yeah. others will, mm-hmm. will chase safety isn't it mm-hmm. uh that song has a mix of both worlds mm-hmm. you know it, it has that kind of long drawn out like acoustic intro and then just powerful like i'm getting goosebumps talking about it right now i listened to it on the way here mm-hmm. and i was like holy fuck like this song kicks ass like still mm-hmm. it, and just having that uh being able to have the best of both worlds like that is mm-hmm. is really something to to kind of give praise to mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. having that because even the guitar work on this i think the drumming and the vocals are kind of the main you know 
exports out of this band. Mm -hmm. But the guitar work on this still is pretty nice. So it's pretty cool too that like in this time they were still because that's how they originally started like they were like a christian band mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they turned into this yeah <laughs> and, the, and this neat. was kind of what this was a couple albums after they stopped being yeah they stopped doing that they had a couple other I was albums. like when that transition took place like this was yeah. like i think this was the biggest album i think this was the first big album after they okay. stopped because the thing and here's the thing with christian rock christian metal there's a litany of bands out there that are actually labeled as christian metal or christian rock that mm-hmm. would fool the fuck out of you mm-hmm. there's a band called red that has an album uh came out when i was in like elementary school so probably like 2003 2005 uh, 2004 uh it's a breaking benjamin album it's not mm-hmm. christian at all like there's if you sit there and decipher the lyrics yes there could be some things drawn from it Mm-hmm. So listening to something like this, where there's this aggressive screaming, and I've also been to concerts where there's dead ass fucking screamo Christian bands. Yeah, I can kind of see it, but you listen to some of their old stuff, and it is kind of blatant. But this was kind of their big jumping off point. Okay. Yeah. But also, Christian rock bands are really good at disguising it. So who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. This whole thing could be praising Jesus, and we're just and we're here talking <laughs> about it. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Right. Yeah, we're going. It's good music. <laughs> at this point too they were like getting really big cause mm-hmm. like they were touring with 18 Visions uh, with mm-hmm. Thrice they toured yeah. with Coheed and Cambria yeah so these like really big up and coming groups these bands yeah. I think um, they did Warp Tour shortly after this too didn't yeah. They? yeah yeah they did they did so yeah it was really big for them um, and it was leading up to also Define the Great Line another album that I love of theirs. Oh, yeah. Is that the follow up to this? Yeah, one? yeah. the follow up to okay. this one. It's, it's super good. Really good. If I were to tell you, if I were to give you another album to listen to of theirs, it's Define. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely that one. But this one, it's really unique too because it's like ten albums and or ten songs, and it's just all, you know, no skips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no skips. Every sounds really good. Really interesting that I noticed the Blue Note mm-hmm. instrumental song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh that has to be a nod to Blue Note Records, the jazz. Yeah, the jazz label. It has to be. Okay. Cuz it's that like That makes sense it's because it is it is kind of jazzy. It's a jazzy drum. It's very like quiet. It's a jazz, yeah, yeah, it's very quiet. Blue Note Records. The song is called Blue Note. It's mm-hmm. an instrumental. It sounds like jazz. It has to be. I that has to be. That's I pretty might just, I might just yeah. be projecting, but I feel like No. I I give that a leg to stand on. I'll back that up. Yeah. It's I feel like it 100% is. Yeah. yeah. There's no way it's not. But, um, yeah, it's this is one of those albums that I feel like it's t- stood the test of time for me. Um, Same, yeah. We always joke about it. Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. And it's... Um, and I feel like it's a... It comes from a genre that was such a flash in the pan. You know? It was mm-hmm. like the late 2000s so like leading up into 2010 to like 2013 the like this was the kind of music that was coming out Mm -hmm. from the rock metal scene was a lot of this post-hardcore you know under oath taking back sunday uh the used Mm -hmm. um kyotos uh drugs thrice all of these bands you know and then it's it's a it's a genre that had such prominence back then because every fucking buddy was listening to these bands and mm-hmm. this genre, this kind of music mm-hmm. of this, you know, 
people will call it whiny kind of vocal over this aggressive ass drum track and then screams you know it like that's what it was and now you don't kind of see a lot of it so it's really nice to go back and be like man this came out in 2004 like what the fuck like Mm -hmm. it's any album any good album that came out from there from any of those bands i just listed is a fucking time capsule for a weird ass time in music Mm -hmm. because it was literally just like six seven years of a genre that doesn't uh there's not a lot of new content coming from that genre Mm -hmm. you know people that are getting into that now are listening to fucking they're only chasing safety Mm -hmm. yeah like there's not a lot of new like oh under oath came out with a new album and it's blah 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 Mm -hmm. which is a victim of circumstance that kind of music can only be like it is like i said a flash in the pan it was captured so perfectly yeah and like i feel like if any artist was to like make something like this or even if it was like under oath that made Mm -hmm. a new album Mm -hmm. they'd come back to this time period yeah of these albums that were coming out because yeah like you said screamo it was like a good mix of like screamo and rock and like clean vocals and metal and it was just like perfect Mm -hmm. well it's because it was kind of also you know blink 182 blink 182 had stopped being relevant right Mm -hmm. about then like they were putting out music at that time that wasn't that great and so it was like oh we can take this radio friendly punk stuff but also add like i really fucking like slayer to Mm -hmm. it you know (laughs) (laughs) slipknot kind of kicks ass but i also (laughs) really like blink 182 here we go Uh, (laughs) that's kind of that's kind of where you can kind of uh where that kind of came from in my Mm -hmm. opinion um but at the same time too like i'm always looking for like new rock music to get into when i'm like at the gym or doing oh yeah because it just hypes me up so yeah coming back to this and the rest of their catalog listening to it man it was perfect oh yeah absolutely for me all right shall we top three this baby up dive in all right i got us let's see honorable mentions it's dangerous business going outside your front door and reinventing your exit and then number three I'm content with losing. Uh, number two, down, set, go. And number nice. one, a boy brushed red, living in black and white. Nice. Um, there, I could have talked for fucking 15 minutes about that song alone. <laughs> uh, goes a lot of really good places, a lot of great breakdowns. Um, yeah. A lot of, like, even the scream vocalist does some cleans on there, which are actually pretty nice. So that's mine very long song titles too yeah, that's what post right? any look at any again all the bands i listed taking back sunday those guys extremely long song titles yeah none of it makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if i'm if i'm going top three um honorable mention um i'm gonna go down sec or no i'm gonna go a boy brush red yeah um that's my honorable mention um, top three, uh, reinventing your exit. Nice. Uh, down set go. Nice. And then the impact of reason. Ooh, impact really of reason was, was a good one. I was really liking that song. It's uh, a good one. It yeah. was a good one. 
Uh, honorable mentions for me was the Blue Note slash Some Will Seek Forgiveness. Yeah. I like those two tracks. Uh, number three would be It's a Dangerous Business Walking Out Your Front Door. Right. Two, I'm Content with Losing. And then the song that drew me into this album, Reinventing Your Exit, was my top pick. Fuck yeah. Yes. Great album. You Hell. know it's 12th and Hyde? Oh, is 12th it? 12th and High. That's what Spotify says on the lyrics. I haven't looked into it on Google. Hmm. I feel like it's 12th and High. Because there's a high street in almost every city in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. If it's 12th and Hyde, I don't give a My fuck. My life's a lie, yeah. If, 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 it's, if it's not 12th and High, I don't give a shit. I'm still, yeah. I'm still saying 12th and High. Yeah. You, can't, you can't make me, okay? Yeah. But, <laughs> anywho's that was uh, They're Only Chasing Safety by Under Oath, which was my pick for this week. Uh, we'll go ahead and introduce our picks for next episode. Rana. Okay. It's time to introduce what next week's content will be. And doing so, we will start off with Matt. Yes. I'm going to throw a curveball at everybody. Uh, from 1996, an album called Spirit Chaser by a band called Dead Can Dance. A little tribal, okay. Algonquin, not Ooh. English at all. Nice. Um, one of my favorite bands for just like rewinding and just letting loose. Okay. Um, it's very inspirational. So, I've heard the name Dead Can Dance, yeah. but I don't think I've ever. I've heard the name, but none of their music. So, cool. very interesting. Yes, I like new things I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, this one you guys might have heard of. Um, it's definitely been coming back recently. Uh, Mark Garrison, uh, Mother Earth, Plantasia. Okay. Or other words, Plantasia. Nice. That's what a lot of people know it by. Nice. Plantasia. I like it. Plantasia. And I'm flirting. I'm going into a genre I've never brought up before. What? Get yeah. out of here. I'm going with Otis Redding. Nice. The dock of the The Dock of the Bay. Uh, nice banger I saw that in your disc house collection when I was browsing I saw it too <laughs> yeah yeah. I was like well, you have that wow and yeah. look at you brought it up no I just recently <laughs> bought this uh, it was one that I was seeing at Moon Rock all the time and kept being like ah, nice. do I wanna as I've been a long time Otis Redding fan but just recently picked that up so heck yeah Dock of the Bay Otis Redding good nice. shit and we've got Dead Can Dance and some fucking Plantasia mm-hmm it's going to be a good episode. I this was a great so. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, I'm Dorian. That's Matt. That's Jacob. We'll go ahead and catch you next week. Have a great week. Be safe out there. This has been What You Spinning, episode 41. <laughs>